Welcome to another episode of the Buddhist Millionaire Podcast. I am Matt Jardine, your host and author of the Buddhist Millionaire Nine Practical Steps to Being Happy in a Materialist World. Have you read it yet? Don't worry. Don't worry if you haven't. I forgive you. It's available in all good bookstores. Or you can order it online, Amazon, you know, the usual suspects. A little bit of housekeeping. This power, this podcast, this power, you see, I've already started already making mistakes. Yeah. Own host gets it wrong. This podcast is powered by coffee. And as you can see, very little else, certainly not talent. <laughs> so if you like what you hear today, please go ahead, buy me and my guest a coffee at my Buy Me a Coffee page. The link is in the description to this episode. What we got going on at the moment? Oh, I tell you, three new countries have joined our list of listeners uh, since the last episode. We've got Mexico, Republic of Lithuania, and Bangladesh. They've joined. So I think we're up to what 49 countries we're in. Come on, let's get to 50. So welcome to you all. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I would be doing this anyway, even if I was talking into the void, but knowing you are there makes this all so much more fun. Uh, what else is happening? Not a ton to report at the moment because I'm head deep in a in a new book. This new title is a narrative nonfiction. You know, you know, by now I write both fiction and nonfiction. And this one, narrative nonfiction is kind of the best of both worlds, a hybrid. It's like a true story, fictionalized. Can't wait to get this one out to you all. And speaking of different worlds, that brings me to today's guest. This man has his feet in many worlds. And I first met him, when did we meet? About, well, we met in Vegas about, about five years ago, maybe more, maybe less. And we were, we were essentially... <laughs> trying to break each other's limbs off and choke each other unconscious. Everyone's now panicking. We weren't fighting. Actually, we were fighting, but we weren't fighting like you think. We were both competing in the, the old geezers division, the masters division of the world championships. And we've been friends ever since. We'd hit it off. We've been friends ever since. And I've kept an eye on his, his very inspiring life and his career, plural, um, which we'll get into in this podcast. So please welcome the very brilliant Mr. Regis Lima. Hey, buddy. How's it going, brother? Hey, good? Yeah. Well, you've been trying to hook up for a little while, eh? But and at last, the stars have aligned, and here we are. Yes. Good Good to be here. Um, been waiting for this this day, and my schedule and your schedule that don't match very well. And uh, we have this time frame, you know, like nine, yeah, where, 10 hours apart. You're where you Florida, aren't you? Yeah, near Tampa. And what's the time? Uh, right now is 11.06. Yeah, so it's 8.06 it's eight eight. in the evening here. So we have this kind of small window. And bearing in mind oh. that, you know, I've got a small window that because by nine o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I can hardly keep my <laughs> eyes open. I'm not exactly rock and roll, am I? I'm really? like... <laughs> I'll do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So listen, man, I, I wanted to get you on because there are so many things we could talk about. But, mm -hmm. you know, for those who, who are new to the, the podcast, the, the kind of the slant of the Buddhist media podcast is this, that a lot of people don't do what they love in their lives, work-wise or other. And um, this podcast speaks to people who are living a life they they love do work that they love and making a living it doing it it doesn't even have to be a great living but they just when they get out of bed they're doing what they love right and you you know you you are the epitome of that so for now just in short we'll get into it in detail but can you give us a little bit of a an outline of some of the things that you do yes sir well um for those that 
heard the beginning of the story, you and I, we met at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Worlds. Uh, we were both blue belts. Hmm. Um, by then, I was already uh, a black belt in Taekwondo since I have a school, a martial arts school since 2004. And um, came from Brazil, didn't speak any English, you know, that whole nine yards. Um, opened up my school after three years after being here. And uh, probably, I would say, 2007, I started going to karaoke's here. Hmm. Just to, you know, clear the mind and working hard. I had a part-time job to keep the school open. You know, it's, it's a startup business. Yeah. And um, start enjoying the singing part. At the same time, I was practicing my English. So it got to the point where... I felt like, you know what, this is like a second passion, you know, maybe this can turn into something. Uh, fast forward, you know, um, I joined a couple cover bands, enjoy that as well a lot. You know, it was really good. Um, start taking vocal lessons, start getting better um, to a point where I was, you know, why am I singing somebody's song when I can write my own music? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, one of my friends kept pushing, Regis, maybe you should start writing lyrics. Eventually, you meet the right people. And I did. I found a few people that will co-write with me. Mm -hmm. uh, been learning a lot. The only problem is I didn't have any, any musical. Uh, I didn't have time to, to learn an instrument. Right. So I do everything by try and error all yeah, the time. I'm the same as you, man. I'm the same Crazy. as you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's the hardest way to learn. But again, while when I was a child, while my friends were learning instruments or learning this and that, I had to go to work at 13 years old. So from this, that was, this was back in Brazil. huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had to because I even talked to to my kids to this week. Uh, my students, I said to the teenagers, I said at 13, I had to go to work because my mom couldn't afford clothing or for me to go to the movies things that wow. teenagers like to go so i was like so you really work. kind of humble upbringing as it were really oh, yeah. wow no, it was bad man it was bad where was where, where did you grow up sao paulo sao paulo sao paulo yeah wow so and then you know i didn't have a chance to learn an instrument joined martial arts at 16 um and then from that point one was working martial arts working martial arts to the day that became a career Hmm. um the the music thing i just kept on the side sure. fast forward now i have the school and uh to a point where i'm stable enough now to have extra time to dedicate to the music which hmm. is a second passion i love both and some some people ask me well what's going to happen if you one day have a record deal with million dollars would you close the school no way no because the what Teaching, you are an instructor, martial arts instructor. Yeah, yeah. The difference that you can cause in, in a child or in youth, there's no money in the world yeah. that can pay for that. So I, I told my friend that asked me that, and I said, listen, those both worlds, they can coexist mm. as long as you manage. And there's a balancing between. You can, you know, keep balancing. I, I agree with you. I, I, I think and we're very similar in that, I, I mm -hmm. find, is that... Um, I think there's an overarching umbrella, Regis, where the end, the goal is kind of, uh, I don't really like the term empowering, 
it's a bit overused, but you know what I mean? Kind of right. helping people realize there can be more. And I've found this in my own career and I look at yours and I see the same thing that all of the expressions of what you do, whether it be writing your music and then sharing your music or your martial arts, or even just the story of you overcoming, you know, poverty to, mm -hmm. to kind of bust your chops to make things work. They all are under the same umbrella. They're all different vehicles of demonstrating to people that you can be more. It's yep. really is possible. So I agree with you. I think it can, and actually should come in. That's what I find with writing. I do martial arts where people go, oh, you know, are you going to be the, do you know the phrase, jack of all trades, master yep. of none? Well, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I am doing all those things. Now right. I, I agree. You can, it's different from hopping. You know, we all see martial artists who come in, get to a low belt, then hop to the next one. Cause they don't want to do the hard work. That's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But to actually do all those different things, I think they all inform the other, like my writing informs my teaching, as I'm sure your music informs your teaching, your teaching yeah. informs your music, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, uh, I think a lot of people put limitations. They feel like, well, you know, I work at this field and I wish I could do this uh, if I had more time. There's yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Manage it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think, I don't put limits in things that I want to do. And I, only like the beginning of a conversation, your introduction, I only do things that I love. Mm. I cannot do things that I don't like. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. It's, it will see my face. It's like repellent, isn't it? You physically just, can't oh, do them. Yeah. Yes. You feel suffocated. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an example. I worked in banks in Brazil back mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. before I moved here. Um, I was 25 when I moved here. I worked 10 years, almost 10 years in banks there. Every day I would get dressed. Nice tie, nice pants, and all dressed up. I absolutely hate it. Mm, mm, it was mm. like I would leave my house just like, oh my gosh, I have to go to this. Could I do something that I would love? You know, like I go to the school today. It's just for me, it's like I'm going to go have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. enjoy teaching those kids and changing them and empower them, make them confident. Gosh, there's no money in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, absolutely. I agree with you. A lot of people, they, they, they put that limitation that you can do anything else, you know, and you like me, that's why we're, we're so similar that yeah. we do things that we love and look at you. I mean, you're in a third book. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. And the, I, I, a third book and, and I, I run a podcast podcast. That I can't even do the intro, right? Perfect. Look at me. <laughs> look how far I've come. <laughs> Let me ask uh, you're you, doing awesome. This is interesting right now. Is that in that, you know, you could have every excuse not to have achieved, you know, you come from a, a background listening to you there, which, which is kind of poverty ridden. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it I is. don't mean to overplay that, but I mean, clearly at 13, you're working to help your mum pay, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is this, how have you not bought into poverty consciousness when so many people who actually have much more buy into limiting and poverty consciousness how have you transcended that uh, i would say I, I appreciate things in a different way and and i like to pass to my own kids at home we have three kids hmm. and i like to pass that to, to all the youth around me and my friends you know that you know it, it's it's a tough situation when you don't have anywhere to go, but work to survive and, and be able to buy things. Mm. But now I look at, I look back and, and I'm glad that happened to me. 
because if it that not none of those things had happened to me i don't know if i could do both that i do today sure you know i have the school for almost two decades yeah and it's amazing. a successful business and it's it's working so well i don't even advertise the school and we're busy we're I'm, i have a waiting list in classes amazing because i can't take more students yeah so but i think that for example the parents they say they bring the kids to the school because i teach them the life lessons that i learned when i was really poor i was yeah. you know yeah. and yeah. You know, it was rough yes it was definitely rough where you didn't know what you're gonna eat today you know really it was really it was like that that level yeah. of well, that's mm -hmm. amazing oh yeah that's amazing yeah, man my mom raised three kids and, and we were great. We, we all have, you know, our own careers and no drugs. That's actually given no me, that's actually given me goosebumps. I have <laughs> to say that's it. That's phenomenal. Look and look at what, thank you. Wow. Wow. It was, it was rough to see, you know, my, my friends and going to the movies or going here, going to, to McDonald's and, and I couldn't, it was driving me insane. And I'll come to my mom. I'll feel bad. And she would be like, Regis, I just don't have the money. The only way we could get money if you, I found you a job. Mm. And I was like, let's do it. And I did, you know, because now I'm, I, I can run my own business. And I, I think that sacrifice or the struggles, let's say, that I had as a child it helped me to run the business. Mm. I mean, we went through COVID and yeah. I didn't shut down the school. I had the biggest support ever from the families. It was yeah, they love you, man. They love you. You, you can see uh, the support, mainly because you see the kind of the joy in your students' faces. Obviously, I follow your pages and the posts. You, you know, they can they can see the effort you put in. I, I right. saw. I can't remember what day. Maybe it was another day. Maybe it was today. I can't remember. But there was a. I won't give the details because it's it would be up to you to share. But essentially, someone had, had, which brings us back to attitude, right? Someone had had said, "Oh, isn't it nice to be a." Uh, isn't it nice for you to be a success? And I saw <laughs> you, you kicked off on one and quite rightly, because people do play that sort of victim um, role and it does take discipline to shift yes. your mindset. But tell us a little bit about that circumstance and, and how you overcame well, that. Like, for example, my, my wife doesn't like, uh, she, not that she doesn't like, we, we go, we kind of, argue a little bit because i'm not a show-off guy right. and that's why you and i just just hit it off really well reading your book and how you want to live happily without you don't need you don't need to be all colorful to be happy no, no. just with yourself you you feel good that's all it matters yeah 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 and and she's like sometimes you need to understand that when you achieve something it's okay for you to celebrate said, all right so one of my friends two weeks ago came to me and I got a new car and I don't like to show off like, Hey, I got no right. None of that. Mm -hmm. And he saw, and he said something to me and I told him, and I said, where were you uh, when I moved from you from Brazil to us, when I was busing tables on the weekends, yeah. cleaning swimming pools during the day and teaching on the evenings. Uh, yeah. I did that for two years. Yeah. It was just hard. I said, now I'm, you know, I deserve that. I earned that. Hmm. And uh, and I said, you were born here in U.S. You should be better than me. But it's not the material part, because if it was material stuff, I'll start buying everything I could. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what it is. Huh. You know, so it was it was pretty like a slap on the face. But I put him in his place because yeah. people don't know what goes behind the curtains. If people knew, for example, in your situation, what it takes, 
out of you energy wise to write your books. Yeah. yeah. Nobody will start. Yeah. Yeah. You no, you're right. The curtains, you're, that's you a know? good point. They don't know what's going on behind the scenes of, yeah. of any effort. Like I know with you, one of the, um, I started writing some music. I, I've always played, I, you know, before this, I was a tennis player and I always had a guitar in the car, right? Traveling around just, there was a lot of time waiting, same as jujitsu, mm-hmm. actually. A lot of time waiting between matches and just and, and in taekwondo tournaments, all around. Right. A lot of hanging around time. You know, I used to, when I was competing, have a um, guitar. Always, okay. I've always had a guitar. First, whenever I've arrived in a country <laughs> for, a, for a you know, over a holiday amount of time, first thing, get a guitar. Fine. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible hack, but, but I love it. But I love it. Anyway, my point is... <laughs> So I've kind of written songs, uh, you know, inverted common written songs, you know, I'm sure Bob Dylan will be turning his grave at some of the stuff that I've written. But anyway, um, I love it. But I also recently have been practicing writing songs because I try and write in as very different genres as possible just to Mm -hmm. stimulate the creativity. My point is that you realize when you try to write songs, how hard it is to write songs. Mm -hmm. You suddenly think, man, that is absolutely impossible. It's a lot. (laughs) Yesterday, I started writing some lyrics here, and you have to take yourself to a, a different place yes. mentally. Yeah, you know, I usually like to like write lyrics uh, late at night, sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. There's no noise whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you just it, that create. Everybody has a creative way to start things. Yeah. But you know, going back to your point, everybody sees the final proud pro- product. You know, nobody sees what how yeah. many nights how stressful it is to come up with something that you're just like, all right, here's what I came up with. And then you have to sit back and wait. What's going to be the feedback? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Yeah. Now that's, this is an interesting one, right? And this is the thing that I think handicaps a lot of people from following their dreams. I get asked this a lot. I get obviously asked, you know, well, you, you, we're in the same world. You could, you know, writing, singing, martial arts whether it's correct we're the same world right people come mm-hmm. to you and want to be a black belt people right. come to you and want to sing people want to come to me and know how to write a book they want to come fine right and you say to them listen you just firstly do you love it that's that's kind of your key requirement do you love it or do you quite just are you fascinated with the trappings of potential celebrity, which by the way are very fleeting and not that interesting because if that's all you're waiting for Forget about because one, they may not come. And two, that's not what you think. It's not what you think. So you've got to absolutely fall in love with it. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've had, um, you know, on your, when you start getting noticed, but you probably, I'm sure you heard this. Um, I've got asked, are you doing this music thing for fame? And I said, I am famous. What do you mean? When I walk into that school, the way those kids treat me, the way yeah. they look up to me. Yeah. Oh, I don't need, uh, uh, like I said, I don't need a million dollars record. If it comes, <laughs> I'm not going to say no. Yeah, no, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. My goal is to express myself through music. I love music. It's passion. Yeah. I love teaching. Absolutely. I love competing. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know if it's, I've heard, you know, you, you sound like a, a adrenaline junkie. Maybe I am. Because I love performing. I love that, you know, vibe. I love the, the vibe that we have when you're competing. You go yeah. to, you're in a different dimension yeah. mentally. Yeah. yeah, It's the same thing. 
they all similar when you teaching you you just go somewhere else that i cannot explain what it is yeah. but you know they all connect to each other they're all very similar you can you can tell <laughs> oh man I, I i'm with you every way but that brings us that brings on to um a couple of points there one is um going back to feedback or what mm-hmm. i've i've got a couple of notes i wanted to speak to you about and one of them is kind of feedback and inverted commas the haters right let's we'll deal with that in a second and the other one is accepting our success because that can be hard as well let's let's mm-hmm. we'll do accepting our success in a second because both of these things stop people let's look at because it seems to be in the create the overtly creative worlds like writing and music and, and art and dancing etc there are there is there are people waiting to tell you how egotistical you are how your right how your prose is whatever list it right list it tell me about your experiences with that and how you deal with it and and all of these experiences that other people who might face it how they could deal with it as well have you faced that sort of um i mean oh, yeah. i know you have but for the audience have you faced that sort of problem yes um we call them the naysayers yep um you, you hear that in in your journey and it few times with me, I got to the point where I sat back and be like, maybe they are right. Maybe those people are right. But it, I just feel like, you know, I'm not too religious, but I feel like it's a little bit of the devil testing you. Hey, you know, let me take you, let me pull you from that positive, that thing that you love doing that, you know, it's it, when you create is God in you and period. Yeah. People can say, no, it's, it's God's work. With I, you. I agree with you. You know, I think it's the devil kind of trying to pull you from something that you love to do. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to tell yourself it, it was hard. Trust me, still hard until this day. And if you make a mistake and, and they told you, say, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you're too old for it. it. People will find all the excuses to put in the box that that's not for you. I'm not trying to be backstreet on the boys. I'm not trying to be ACDC. None of that. Whatever happens in my route from now on, it's it's all fun you know yeah. look at the connection that we built yeah. from martial arts and then music and then writing you know what i mean yeah that for me is it's priceless and that's what i think if if i could give any advice to anybody listening whatever you do i tell my own 18 years old kid i told him yesterday at lunch whatever you decide to do make sure you love it yeah you yeah. don't have to struggle. You will be people coming to you and be like, you're crazy. You have crazy dreams. Oh my gosh, how can you get there? One day I'll get it because everybody wants the, the quick result, the, the shortcut, like you mm-hmm. were saying, mm-hmm. the, the belts. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. shortcut. No. It's that water that has to be dripping in the glass of water. And, and thankfully, day. right? Thankfully, no mm-hmm. shortcut because actually I was sitting there writing earlier and I kind of looked out we got palm tree. It's it's my neighbor's garden. They're not my palm trees. We've got palm trees. And then beyond that, um, mountains. Amani's is beautiful. And I wow. sat there thinking, I am sitting, I have the opportunity to sit here and write for a living, looking out at all this. I shouldn't spend too much time looking at it. I've got to get on and write, but looking out at all this. And if you don't love the doing, the actual doing bit, you know, you do. I love getting to the end. Trust me. And I love getting right. a publishing deal. And then I love it when people buy it and you've gone to number one, you've got whatever, whatever. That's great. That's great. But that isn't the thing. The thing is the sitting down and just as you say, feeling whatever you call it, God moving through you, kind of the muse, whatever you call it, coming through you and you expressing 
yourself. It's it's a it's a buzz, right? Oh yeah, man. It's it's amazing. And when the product is done and you look at it and you start looking back the, the hours, the days that you spend putting yeah. that piece together, that puzzle, it's a puzzle. Yeah. That yes. You just have to put together. Yeah. And when it's done, you're just like, all right, I remember the struggles. Yeah. You know. <laughs> do you so, do you get a bit like I've I do you get a bit um I was thinking about this in a bath earlier. The bath is my think tank, by the way. Um, that's where I kind of go and I'm, you know, imagining the next step, all that sort of stuff. I've, I've always been like it. I, as a kid, my parents were like, are you still, are you in the bath again? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the bath. Anyway, it's my think tank. But do you get this stuff when you finished a project, whether it be a song or an album or an EP or whatever, you sort of then disassociate with it. That like when yes. you hear it, then play, you've moved on to the next one and you kind of go, I-, I remember working on that, but, and I remember it obviously, but it's, it's not mine anymore. Do you get that weird yeah. feeling? Yes. It, it's there for you guys. It's yeah. yours. Yeah. yeah. It's like raising a kid. You just let them have yeah. the world. You know, they don't have to be attached to your hip. Yeah. Send them to the world. It's the same, same thing. It's like your baby, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. let them grow. Let's see what happens. So that's, that's very much the feeling. Yeah, I think, and I, I, I agree with that uh, in parenting. I think actually, you know, you've done a pretty good job when you're, when your children don't need you anymore, mm-hmm. they may want, they may still want to come and see you, et cetera, but when they don't need you, that's the time when you can say, oh, that's okay. That's yeah. Done a, done a pretty Absolutely. good job. Yeah. No, for yeah? Sure. <laughs> now you admit you and I, with all due respect, we're not spring chickens, man. You know, we're, <laughs> we're right there. <laughs> <laughs> but but it brings us on to a slightly um kind of serious-ish matter because you started your i know you've been singing in karaoke for a while but you know you didn't start vox till quite late i didn't i've been writing forever but as far as writing full-time we could say in my later years cool so speak to me about about um the courage to reinvent yourself so late in your life when most people are thinking no way i wish i'd have started this when i was 21 18 whatever well we've we've both we talk about you but you've recreated yourself late on um, inspire us with that because it's I mean it's amazing what you've done right uh, I think this way um, most people want to do whatever let's say the music part and when I took that that leap a lot of people don't do it and they have that in the back of their heads because first they say it's a dream mm-hmm. second they're afraid of the rejection right. a lot of people are, are worried about being rejected Rejection is something that can really mess up with you mentally. So they end up, you know what? Maybe I'm going to stay here in the comfort zone. I don't have to stress myself. Maybe I can find a hobby that will cover this passion. And then people just move on like zombies. Mm -hmm. Not with me. You know, yeah, there's a lot of rejection. There's people that say I don't sing well or I don't care. There's people that they say they like it. And going back to the fame thing that you said, it's not an easy thing. I know some people that they're famous, they're up there, they're on top of the top, but the pressure that there's so much behind that that's why so many people, so many famous people, they kill themselves or, you know, they get into drugs and alcohol and that kind of stuff to cope because there's too much. No, it's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. No. So that's not what I'm looking for. So I think that if people don't put that barrier, like I don't, I'm not going to do this because I might get rejected or I might get, you, Matt, you have no idea how many bands I audition when I start singing after doing karaoke yeah. that I got. No, no, man, you're not our guy. Yeah. Oh, you need to go and find some, maybe you should 
think about doing something else. Maybe your accent is coming on the lyrics while you're singing. Huh. Oh, I could go on. I could oh, write no, no. a book yeah, with hey, you. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you know? hey, don't even get me. St- DM me, man. We're going to write that book. That's a- <laughs> oh, you boy. heard it here. You heard it first here, folks. <laughs> Be careful you wish for it. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> brother. I'll tell you. Yeah, but it's interesting. I, I, have, the same, I have the same with writing, eh? You know, 17, 18, 19 kind of notes in my editor going uh, my agent saying yeah it's out they just you know they liked it etc cetera, etc cetera, but it's not for their list it, you know all that sort of business mm-hmm. let me ask you this though about that um rejection it's something that an artist has to get used to right when do you like i think it's I think it's good to listen to the rejection. Like I always read the the letters that come back to see if there's anything I could in my craft improve. Like early on, my writing was to be honest, here's the thing, right? Early on, I don't think I had much faith in my writing. So I tried to be clever. I tried to be quite Dickens-esque, just which is just trying too hard, right? Mm-hmm. And that came back in my feedback and then at night. And, and you don't want to hear that, right? You want to hear people going, oh, it's great. Oh, you remind yes. me of Dickens. We're going to give you an uh, 1,800,000 book deal. And you're like, yeah, all right. Anyway, <laughs> rather than trying too hard, right. do something else. But it is important, isn't it, for people to actually go, okay, let me listen to the criticism to see if it's uh, valid and see if I can learn something. Or are you just being a hater? Do you do you find that you 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 try and listen, but you you brush off the haters? At, at the beginning, it was super hard to hear people saying, "No, you're not good at it," or whatever the the words and the comments were. And it, I would say, a few years ago, I, I end up processing in a way where, okay, maybe I should take that not as a criticism. I should take it as an advice. Advice. That's a good, that's a and great line. Fix that. I like that. Yeah. So if people are saying that, maybe like right now, um, I'm going to, I shouldn't even be saying this, but um, I have a, my, one of my instructors, a guitar instructor, I talked to him and I said, listen, I think I, ha- I have ADHD. I cannot learn guitar. It, it uh-huh. just drives me insane. Yeah. He's like, really just, you really want to learn an instrument. Is on my. I have a board here. You can see it. They have my yearly goals. One right. of them is finish this year, learn an instrument. I'm yep. gonna learn. He's like, start with keyboard. It's easier. Uh, okay. Is that what you want? Well, good. You you get it. I'll teach you. So I'm gonna start on Wednesday. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. But my point is, somebody, one of the the critics said to me, you will sing better and you will compose better if you learn how to play an instrument. Okay. Because I f- I feel like I'm blind. Right. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel blind. Like, hey, maybe I'll have a better edge if I learn an instrument. I need that tool. Mm. And next next month. Yeah. Because if they point it out, am I, why am I going to battle against them? Maybe Mm. it's an advice. Yeah. Maybe they're not. And it only adds to your craft, doesn't it? What Mm -hmm. happens then is you just, you know, you now come, you now got gi and no gi in your repertoire, right? right? You now go, oh, actually, that actually makes, you know, I can do grappling and striking now. Now I've got to do some fence work and some cage work, maybe. But yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I I had the same sort of, um, journey in writing. Of course, I started with nonfiction, Hardest Path and Buddhist Millionaire, a a nonfiction. And both Sherry and my agent, at the same time, not together, slightly different times, had said, why don't you write fiction? 
And I was like, oh, you know, I, I like to be someone who walks the walk, has to tell the truth, et cetera. And my agent said, Sherry said, I think you'd be good at fiction. And then my agent said, some of the best lies, some of the best truths of the world have been told via the lies of fiction. I was like, wow. Oh, that was very deep. much, very much like you by not writing fiction. I, I was almost handicapping myself as a writer because you think they're just mm -hmm. two different camps. They're not at all. They mm -hmm. have they've really helped like my fiction has helped my nonfiction. My nonfiction has helped my mm -hmm. fiction. So it, very similar to learning an instrument. No, I, I hear you there. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, like going back to the martial arts, uh, when I started jujitsu, I hear you already have a school, you're Taekwondo master, you already have your black belt. Why are you doing another art? Because yeah. I want to be a more complete martial artist. Yeah. I want to experience being doing Taekwondo for 32 years. I wanted to see something else yeah. like yeah. you. And then start doing the gi. I competed in no gi. And you hear that. Why are you doing no gi? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why not? Why can't I put my foot in the water and, and see if it's, it's more fun? Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. Why limit myself? This is when I, when I noticed that you moved, I was like, Matt is from England. What is he doing in Oman? I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I am. Yeah. That's why we, we, we're like brothers from different. Yeah. Different, I, I, I agree mean? with you. I agree. That's why we hit it off, man. It's um, absolutely. Like, wow. It's that. It's <laughs> that. that. And actually, the more we like in my school, we call them small wins. Right. The idea being, you'll know this, the idea being mm -hmm. that you I mean, it shows up in a belt system which is where it's so ov overtly obvious is that, you know, you've got your different colors and with each color, something in their conscious, there's a goal. We achieved it. You've got a symbol of your achievement. Fine. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the back of the head, chunk is like a little small win. And I always said to them, my plan is when you leave my club, dojo, academy, whatever, I don't really care what you do from a martial arts point of view, but my job, is for you to have enough small wins in your head that you know this process of success is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that arrogantly, inevitable. You still got to do the work, right? You still got to right. do the dreaming and the work, but success is inevitable. You just choose what you want, get on the map, <laughs> keyboard, computer, and you keep going until you have got it. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's it really, isn't it? Yeah, see, you got to keep grinding, you know? Um, the martial arts and, and uh, I tell the students similar things that you say, um, you know, don't get caught up on the color of the belts. The difference between you and little Johnny here is just the color belts yeah. means he's doing a little longer than you. You yeah. will get there if you don't quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen students quitting halfway. Oh. So I try to talk to parents like when they say, well, little Johnny doesn't want to do it anymore. How old is Johnny? Six. Who is the parent? Yeah. Oh, I think this is excellent for him. Well, when you put dinner on the table, do you give him hot dogs or do you give him veggies and fruits and, and good stuff? If he could pick either one, he will pick the hot dog. Of course. Yeah. You as the parent, you'll give the best food for your kid. The same thing here. Hmm. But again, we're in a society where everybody wants to achieve the black belt super fast. You know, and, and why, I, I how do how have we got there, Regis? How's how has society got so much like that? I, I, think, I think about this a lot. I think it's it's technology, the 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 the, the instant gratification, you know, the, the the internet, you know, the social media, 
that people post something that they're just waiting and counting how many likes I got, mm-hmm. you know, and then the same thing with kids. Uh, my wife and I were talking about my son's career, all three of us talking. And she's like, nowadays, kids are being YouTubers or on TikTok and they're making millions of dollars. And that's how the other ones are seeing it. But is that a, a long term career? You know, it's the instant everybody wants right here, right now. You know, you you want to know something, you just type on Google and you find out how to do it on yeah. YouTube. You know, that, that's a good point. Like a, like an almost an information overload, right? Mm-hmm. The, the brain is full. Sherry and I were talking about this this um, because one of her students, you know, she's a teacher and she's teaching mm-hmm. online. And one of her students, their goal, and she teaches um, at the moment year one, so six six years old, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know that whole what do you want to do when you grow up? And he, here's the thing: I want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, they don't know any better. However, and then I, I jump in slightly because I do know some, um, what are they called? What do they call them? Creators, right? Mm-hmm. And the actual very successful ones, I have to admit, have put in the work as have other artists. It is another form of artistry. Oh, right. and, and when you look at the app, not all of them, obviously, Right. But when you look at the very successful ones, they have done the time on the mats. But then you'll see none of them are talking about quick fixes. Again, it's everywhere looking at every marketplace and thinking, I want that quickly. But actually, all the people at the top mostly have done the hard yards. Yeah. The hard work, the the time, the time is, is just I'm 48. You and I are similar age. Yeah, I'm 49. Yeah, yeah. The same, yeah. same category. So it, it's like they wanted to see how quick they get to their goal, but they don't want to pay the price. There's no shortcut, period. They mm. need to understand that. Mm. Now, I don't blame, had this conversation with a few of the parents. I don't blame the, the, the kids that they're on the tablet all the time or on their cell phone or they're on social media all the time. They grew up with that. And just like us, we grew up with TV. Yeah, yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, that's 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 what they know. Yeah. So it's up to us, parents, adults, teachers, leaders, to teach them. There's a, another thing behind that, and use as a tool on top of the electronics, the technology, and everything that they have. So I think it's our job to teach them. Hey, even though you can get there quickly but you have to put your time into it yeah yeah you mentioned earlier about uh, you uh, talking about kind of making music but it being a jigsaw but i agree i think all problems is a is a jigsaw problem solving so yes there is this social media problem or speed of information problem but and we can either let that destroy us or just go well let's just work on the countermeasure piece you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. What can be the measure? More people going to martial arts or getting into music or writing or whatever, whatever it may be. Just us as, as maybe teachers or parents, leaders, whatever, supplying the countermeasure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, it's insane, but we're bombarded with so much all mm. day, every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, things that you shouldn't believe and it's on the internet and everybody, what you read, you believe. And, you know, the future the next 20 years will be hard for the kids. So if we gotta, yeah. gotta prepare them, you know, for that. I say to Sonny, so I've got two as well. Mine are a bit older now, um, but he's a high level rugby player. Right. And we mm-hmm. speak about this a lot, you know, and actually from jujitsu um, I've learned this, but certainly 
And I and he says, oh, you know, this guy looks big or the team are big. And I say, do you know what? When I go on the mat, and, and this would have happened even with you and me, I will hear a load of things in the in the bullpen, right? A load of things in the warm-up area. I will only know what's going to happen once I put my hand on someone. That's it. That's it. You can tell me all day that he's won gold, silver, he's got this, he's got uh, his whole family, kill people for a living. I, don't, I have no idea, right? I will, I will know <laughs> at the second that I've put my... Now, sometimes when he puts his hand on me, I will be like, uh-oh, oh. this is not going to go well for me. And I've had that plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the mm. only time, isn't it? When you go, right, I'll find out when I get stuck in. Other than that, I'm not even listening. Talking about the fake news there, really, that's what I was referring to. You right. can't know until you get in and experience it, can you? Uh, there's there's a lot of anxiety, if you realize, nowadays, especially in kids. Mm. Kids anxious about things. And yes, like, for example, when they go to, I, I take a team to compete. It doesn't matter if it's jiu-jitsu or taekwondo tournament. Yeah. And I have some students that they cannot control themselves. What if the person does this? What if the person does that? You only know when you get there. Yeah. Stop worrying before. Yeah. And they die by anticipation. Yes. And yes. You, you ride on the money. Yes. Block it out. They might have a bad day today. They might yeah. be, yeah, that killer fighter. But today they might not feel good. Yeah. You, know, you just you just cannot yeah. you can and that's the thing with life right is you you, you just can't know and i think about you, you alluded to slightly having um kind of variation you said you're not overly religious but but it's there i'm the same i i would say mm -hmm. i'm religious in my own way Word. right as yes. as i think a lot of people would admit to that now. Mm -hmm. but i think handing like worry your brain, one's brain cannot handle the gazillions. I can't, I don't even know a number high enough to say the amount of information we're processing just to do what we're doing here on this mm -hmm. Zoom call. So just knowing that I can't comprehend that allows me to go, all right, off you go. Whatever force makes this happen, knock yourself out. That's great. I'm impressed. Right. I'm just speaking to my, to my man. <laughs> and I think that's if we can teach that to people who are worrying, just say, listen, you don't know what's going to happen, nor do I. So the main skill is just to almost be comfortable or, or get used to just having no idea what's coming next. Might right. it be bad? Yes. Yes, it might be. But it might also be OK. Yeah. And then absolutely. then and just relax and go in. Yeah, it's I think competition teaches us a lot. Mm, yeah. yeah. At that point. Yes. You know, uh, First, for example, first no gi tournament I went was in Orlando last, that was last year. And I was staying at the, the staging area to warm up. And somebody said to me, you're going to fight that guy. He's top two in the world. Yeah, there we go. They already giving you the, <laughs> I was like, good for him. Good for him. Well done. <laughs> I'll find out when we get there. Exactly. Exactly. So the division that we did, I lost by an advantage, by his advantage. Then we did absolute. And I beat him in absolute. There it is. There it is, man. And, and I look at the guy, the other guy that said, oh, he's top two in the world. And I said, well, I guess his second fight wasn't as good as the first. Yeah. I said, I guess I am the number two in the world. Yeah, I'm now. number two in the world. I, that would have been all over my Instagram. Don't give me a chance to be number two in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, man. And the guy. Who like is you. It? And, and, and people almost like revel in that. Um, I don't know if it's winding you up or trying to antagonize. I don't know why people do it. 
but they love to kind of scaremonger like that. And you're like, I don't, we'll find out when I'm there, man. Who knows? Like after I, you know, I won in Vegas, right? Fine. Well, I went to the Euros a month later thinking, oh, your world champion should win. I lost in 16 seconds. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> in, in, in Portugal. Same. I was like. Different day. <laughs> different day. Anything can happen. Out in the first round, see ya. It just doesn't mean anything. The, the only thing that matters is getting on the mat or, or, or whatever, getting in the, the life arena and giving it a go, right? Just live in the moment. And that's why I think the, the performances on stage and the fighting, they are identical. Right. They're okay. exactly the same feeling is you can have a performance that, wow, you know, thousands of people and you kill it. And then you go to a, a little bar, hole in the wall, there's 20 people watching and you suck. You off key, you pitchy. Yeah. Right. You don't know what you ate or whatever. And if you didn't sleep well, or you sick? And same thing with the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I kind of, I was like, man, they're so similar. Yeah, the mentally. same thing. You know, I will find out. I'll prepare as much as I can when I get there instead yeah. of freaking out. And, you know, and I try to tell all my students, you know, the martial arts will teach you more mentally and spiritually than anything else. Yeah. Because you're facing somebody that you might never seen before, like you and I we never met before. Yeah. Now, you don't know the person. You yeah. will not know until you get there, face the problem let's say yeah and see what the solution is yeah you know I mean? absolutely absolutely agree the martial arts is very good for that saying that i've seen a lot of awful schools that that it's not a default of martial arts it's a default of people like you who who are who are special enough to give that gift to their students but i have been to schools where People don't overcome their egos. They just inflate them. I do think you have to be the sort of person who is a bit, who wants to impart those messages. I think mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um, we've both seen those kind of schools. Huh? Well, and, and I think this way as instructor today, I'm teaching this little kid. He's six. When he's 16, he's going on his life college, whatever, 18. Yeah. Is he going to remember the message I sent it to him? when he was six and had a hard time, well, he's going to remember that technique that I taught him. Which yeah. one is going to stick with him? The message that I taught him, a life message. Yeah. The techniques, I tell the parents when they come to, oh, I'm going to sign my kid here. I want him to learn this and that. All right. So I have two arts. They're totally opposite. Oh, which one is better? With whatever one that he feels it would be more comfortable for him. Yeah. He can yeah. try either one, try yeah. both, let them feel but the message will be the same. same. The structure will be the same. The respect, the discipline, the self-control, the perseverance. That's my, one of my main things. And that it's going to stick with them. And I tell them, if you want to learn how to punch and kick, go on YouTube. You can teach them. Yeah, it's easy. But, man. Yeah, it's easy enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the life skills, it has to be here on the mats. No, they're, they're special. To, I said that before. I think I wrote it somewhere on a review or something. But they're, they're lucky to have you, man. I, I would trade you. at your school. I tell you, I'd be there. <laughs> Sign me up. If I was in Florida, I know where I'd Please. be going. <laughs> Doors are open. You don't even have to. I'll come visit one time. I will. I will. I, I, we've, um, oh, we've got a, um, actually, by the time this goes out, we should be there. I was just reviewing contracts. We've just done an audio deal for Buddhist Millionaire. Yes. Nice. Which is a um, Oregon-based public publisher, which I know is nowhere near Florida. But mm -hmm. my point is, at some point, I'll come over and then I'll come down and see you, man. Nice. 
Nice. We'll, we'll get to meet somewhere yeah, yeah. sometime. Absolutely. Let me ask you about this um, because it's, I've been thinking about this a lot, being a little bit older now, we're both in that kind of, you know, 48 to 50 brackets. Um, I'm 50 this year, December. Anyway, wow. and about the path, you've got to do the grind. We've spoken about that. Now I've always sort of, when I was younger, I prided myself on my um, determination and hard work, right? I, I will often say I won't be the most gifted in the room, but I'll be the first in and the last out. Here's my question. As I've got older, I'm starting to wonder if struggle and toil was a choice. And actually, if the journey, we still need to do the miles, mm -hmm. but can we choose a slightly more graceful and I, and I use that in the religious term, actually, graceful and effortlessness, effortless way. Do you know what I mean? Can we just right. enjoy the moment and flow more, probably, is what I'm trying to say. What do you think? Right now, yes, in the age that we are, as much as we went through, you know, but at that young age, you, you won't know nothing, but you got to grind. Yeah, and <laughs> that's when a the kids, kids look at me and be like, man, do I have to do all of this? Yes. And I ask all the time, do you know how diamonds are made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same way, my friend. Yeah. You got to grind. You know, there's no easy route. Now, you and I, nowadays, if you, you're going to try something, you're going to try the, let me try the smart way. So yeah. I don't have to kill myself <laughs> yeah, exactly. to get there. You, you got to be wise. You know, I think it yeah, comes yeah. with the age. That's for sure. Yeah, I think but, some of those lessons, actually, that's a good point. Only come after a certain amount of time on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. I do yeah. find my jiu-jitsu getting lazier and lazier. <laughs> Don't you? I'm just mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to do less and less to do more and more. I can't right. work out if it's, I just can't be asked or if I'm just getting better. <laughs> you just like, we were talking Thursday. I trained uh, Thursday or Friday morning. I trained with one brown belt. And he, he said to me, Regis, it's so cool when we're training, we're the same age because we know what pace we're going to yeah. now get those 20 years old man Go over they have there, like, exactly. oh geez yeah. just be prepared it's gonna be a wave hitting you yeah yeah exactly they don't stop oh they keep going don't they they keep going i just oh. like hide underneath them hide underneath <laughs> deep half guard at some point i'm gonna sweep you and i'm gonna rough your face up and making me work that hard now you're gonna <laughs> I, I can still use these elbows legal or not if you come at me fast <laughs> you see those diamonds that's how they're made <laughs> I'm just about to, I'm just about to show you how they're made. Son. That's funny, man. Oh boy. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about um, new car and about kind of symbols of success, right? And, mm -hmm. and I do think I want to touch on that a little bit because humility, of course, I mean, you are one of the most humble guys I know, but I do also agree with your wife actually about um, celebrating success Right. Speak to me about the, cause it's a hot, that's a skill that has to be learned as well, isn't it? Accepting yes. success and going, do you know what? I am whatever I've ABC, you know, success, whatever, whatever that means mm -hmm. to people. And I own that rather than just show it off. That's a different beast. But I, cause I think it's important to own our success. Can you speak to us a little bit about that? Um, I'm learning how to um, treat myself. Okay. You know, that's what she kept saying to me. Just, Get the car. You deserve it. You earned it. What did you, you get? What did you get? Uh, it was a, a Pathfinder, a new one. Oh, it's nice. a Nissan. Yeah. It's 
such a nice car. I had yeah. a like a four by four y looking trucky thing. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. We've got a lot of them SUV. here in the Middle East. They love the Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you know, she's like, get it. You know, you, you should, you, you earned it. And, you know, I think, I don't know if it's more of a, let's say a poor mentality that I had that I, sh- I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that's what she, my wife keeps trying to work with me. Like Regis, you earn it. You work hard. Yep. You, you do honest work. You deserve to treat yourself. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. And then when you do it, and I think maybe I didn't do it before. So I don't get those comments. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And I learn how to kind of deflect it and respond in a way where like, you know what? I earned this dude. Yeah. I put my time into it. I did the grind for 20 years. Now I deserve to treat myself. You know, I, I can't, I cannot agree with you more. I cannot agree with you more. And I, I actually think it's a very important skill in people's development and Sherry and I, my wife, Sherry and I, we speak about this all the time that, and we do this, if we get a new deal or we get a new gig or whatever it comes through, right? We, it may not be massive, but we have a thing. I'll either buy her a dress or take her for dinner. Not nothing major, mm-hmm. right? Right. But something that is definite that has come from the money that we've either, we've either got from the new deal or right. that we've put aside because to, because it is it's important again just like just like belts right it's in, it's good right. to look down and go huh yeah that I earned it I did that yeah if, if it builds your that confidence that's what the, the belt system or treating yourself um, my kid yesterday Dylan he's eighteen I took him to lunch and he joked with me he's like you always like to be eating out and this and that and I said you know you're right but if I look back. I think I'm trying to catch up with the time that I couldn't even yeah. be taken out that yeah. my mom couldn't take me out. Yeah. And every chance I have, I'm doing it yeah. because it, I, I wasn't capable of when I was younger. So my mom will never be able to take us out to dinner or lunch somewhere else. And when I'm capable of, I said, as, as long as I'm alive, I'm capable of, we're doing it. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. The little things, enjoyable things. You know. So Dylan, you said your son's name, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he's at that stage. I mean, this is quite useful. He's, he's obviously got a, you know, a Buddhist millionaire dad in as far as you know, the version of that people who are successful, who, you know, it's an ideal rather you don't have to be a Buddhist or a millionaire. You, you've read the book. Right. But so he's at that stage where he's about to step onto that journey of success. Now, do you find that as a dad, he doesn't listen to your advice? Like my kids, you know, I could, I could be, I could be the most, uh, you know, important Success person on earth and they'd still look at me like i just walked in and i was on the bottom of shoes or something so what right. are you doing to guide him how do you what what's his next step then um we've been trying to talk about college and career yeah. he's working with me for quite a few years now at in the, the school, school. Oh, the school oh, yeah. yeah yeah and he's doing phenomenal you know yeah. to the point where i'm stepping more back and right. watching and he's 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 my stepson so yeah. he's being training with me since he's three wow so the look in my face he knows he kind of reads me very well nice. so we were in sync of course um so i told him and i said there's a business built here i'm not just gonna give it to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we made a deal he doesn't want to go to college for several reasons one of them is you know he doesn't want to leave college with a debt and he doesn't want to do school i said mm. i don't blame you that's fine uh, but you got to do something, something to compensate or something that, let's say, 
my point with him was COVID hits again, big time. You have to shut the school. What do you do? Yeah, good question. Good again, question. Again. It's an interesting that we now have that put into our sort of ongoing life plans, right? But it's a real question. I, yeah, I hear you. Plan B. Definitely. Yeah. So he's looking into some trade school just to have something. Yeah. If anything happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about that, and you know, I said to him, that's the the point that we talked earlier. You don't have to become a doctor, make a million dollars a year. If you don't like it, no, that's not success. That you'd be miserable. You're not happy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people years ago used to ask me, and I used to read this question: How do you measure success? Ninety-nine percent of people would be like, "Well, making this amount of money," but if you hate your career, what's the point? Yeah, you that's what that's it. what sparked this whole Buddhist millionaire project. Is is exactly mm -hmm. those sort of music. Let's do that. Let's do that. Regis Lima guest on Buddhist Millionaire Podcast. What is your definition of success? Do something that you love, enjoy it. Yeah. Be happy with it. Do you that's, want it that's... to also, like, I, I agree with you. I, I The thing that, that you race out of bed for, that you wake, you don't wake up and pull the covers over your head. You wake up and go, bam, I'm at, you know, whatever it is. But again, this I don't know, it's an age thing, or, but I've always been fascinated. Like, I'm now not frightened of money. Like I, I, I think that having a kind of abundance um, consciousness is also a skill that we should develop. Like it's like like with the car, right? It's okay for your success to also, if if it's appropriate, if it does, mm -hmm. include money. Because I think a lot of people again shortchange themselves by thinking, "Oh, money's bad. I've just got to love it." Which is the, the, so for those who are listening, there. Uh, imagine a spectrum, right? At one end is the broke creative, the writer, the singer, the artist who loves what they do but has nothing. No and then at the other end, we've got the the rich banker, you know, who kills puppies for a living and hates all things pretty, you know, all that sort of. Stuff. So we want something in the middle which is, I think it's okay, that's the Buddhist millionaire idea, to do what you love, but also for it to be financially rewarding as well. Do you think? What's wrong with that? There's no, nothing wrong with that. You know, no. we're both doing, yeah, with the band, I don't make music, uh, money, but I do with my business. Yeah, yes. I provide to my family. Yeah. And if I can do something else, who knows if with the music, like you just blew up with the books. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. passion and it, and it happened in, why not? You know, you got to attract that. I think, you know, the, the money part, yes, you got to believe in, and be like that magnet. There's not, you, what you said about the money, there's nothing wrong. I think we need to stop that block that we have mentally. Like, I agree. Say, you know what? There's nothing wrong if I make a lot of money with this. Yeah. It, it might sound like simple and patty for me to write books or write music but if I make money with it, what, what is wrong with that? And we put that block. I did at the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I've, been there. I've been there. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. And I think it is a, it is part of the jigsaw as creatives to overcome is to recognize, actually, I think I have a money block. I think I, I think I probably believe money, uh, only bad people get money. I think mm -hmm. if, if you, if I could pull that, not now, but before, if I could pull that out, I would see that belief and go, oh, that's interesting. Whereas when you just start to go, actually, it can be as spiritual, holy, as graceful as anything 
Why would right. it not be? Why would why would life be abundant and not include money as well? Right. It doesn't doesn't make sense, does it? It's crazy. Yeah, you you round the money. I think a lot of people I did that for a long time. And and I had that block that I don't deserve all that money. Yeah. And and Lisa, my wife used to say a lot until this day, stop putting a block that you don't deserve good things and nice things. Yeah. You earned it. Yeah. You put the time. Yes. You writing your third book, you killing it. You deserve to buy a dress for your wife, buy a new car or whatever. You yeah. put the time. Yeah. And it's not an eight to five or nine to five job that you have to get ready, get dressed, go to the to the bank and stay there for eight, nine hours and sell your soul and get a paycheck at the end of the month. It's not that it's risky. Yeah. But when you get paid for that, it can be a dollar. It can be a thousand. Man, that feeling is amazing. Uh, it's, it's like it's right? like no other, is it? It's like no Nothing. other when you sit there going, that money has come from my wow, from something my we passion. create from yeah. you know, come from the from the art world, if you like. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a buzz and a half, eh? Yeah. Well, if if I could advise anybody, if I could whoever's listening, just try if you guys can take the risk. You know what I mean? Take the risk if you're capable, of course, cautiously, you know, make sure you put a plan in place. Don't do anything crazy. But whatever is your passion, if you can, if you feel like I think with the school, what I thought was if I feel like I can't provide to my family doing my passion, let's do it. And eventually it did. It paid, paid off, you know. So, perfect. That is, that is perfect. Know. Listen, man. So, what have you got coming? What's next for you for Vox? What's where? Where are we going with the? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I love what you're doing. So, where are, <laughs> where where are we? Thank you. Uh, as you see behind me, you see Chester's pictures. Right? Yep. Um, the lead singer of, of Linkin Park that he yep. passed. Yeah. So him and a couple more vocalists are kind of influenced the way I like to sing. Yeah. Uh, not that I copy them, but you know, I just yeah, influence. Yeah. Sure. My influence. And when he passed, I was like, eventually one day I want to have a cover song in, in honor to the guy. Yeah. So we record um, One More Light, which is a, a very slow song, but we put a little twist, a little bit heavier, a little bit faster. Okay. And, you know, we just finished shooting the video and we're going to release February 11th. Nice. And there's a nice video and, you know, um, it has to do a lot with mental, you know, health, yeah, yeah. Uh, suicide. And I have a few friends that they, they have, you know, a couple of them are, have the suicide thoughts and, and they have mental problems and, and you never can figure it out. If you don't know the person, you think no. that they're normal, just no. talking to them. Eventually they open. One of them called me the other day and said, Hey, just want to let you know, everything is okay. But man, my mind is killing me. Yeah. It's yeah. racing and it's a battle every day, you know, so a lot of people don't share that. So this song has to do with that as well, you know, mental awareness. Um, so that's that's why we're releasing this song. For me, it has is very meaningful. It might not be for a lot of people, but I know I'm going to hit the spot with some other people that has can relate to to the problems that he was going through. You know? I, it's, uh, I, I hear, in fact, the project that is lined up after I finish this one, um, I was already a few chapters into it before the one I'm working on came along and had to take precedence. 
uh, is about suicide and young men. Hmm. It's called On Top of the World. My, without giving too many public details, but essentially uh, my son had a her roommate who hung himself at the end of last year. And, oh, and then when you investigate that, you start to see, Wolf, there's a lot of... Uh, mental health is a is a big issue in in, in all all sorts of spectrums but certainly i was looking into young men and, and, you, and you see it all the time so it's a mm-hmm. yeah, that's a subject that's pretty uh, is very much close to my heart so I'll, yes. after this project i will be getting fully into that book and just as you say there ages actually how you don't know you have no idea it's not like it's a steady some like it it wasn't it was fine it wasn't fine then uh, it was fine. It was fine. It's fine until it wasn't. It wasn't like yeah. a gradual change in a lot of these people, um, and that's what I want the book to represent. So I'll be very interested in that project. Well, February eleventh, nice. you said. Yeah, February eleventh is a Friday. Um, I think we we should pay attention at the signs. Yeah. Of you know the people, pay attention at their comments and days that that friends they disappear. Check on them. You know, sometimes I just send random message, text message. Hey, just checking on you, man. Are you okay? Just yeah, haven't heard yeah. from you in a while. Yeah. That's all you need. You know, sometimes they just need a little push, that little mm-hmm. positive word and, you know, trying to help people because um, teenagers, you know, it's, uh, you see the, the cyber bullying, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. We have that as adults. You see the, the keyboard wires that we call, you know, um, yeah. people get involved with, with arguments on social media, it can be any social media to the point that it gets so bad that, you know, teenagers, they don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, They're yeah, young yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they start getting depressed, you know? Yeah. It's hard, man. Have you, have you yourself ever experienced kind of um, mental health challenges? Have you ever found been in the great dip? Uh, I was very, very upset, very sad, depressed, of course. And for the right reason, when my mom passed in 2019, yeah, that was, she was my hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. She raised me as my mom and my dad and my best friend. We could talk about anything, anytime. There will be no judgment, none, yeah. zero. Yeah. Uh, when she passed, yes, I was very, very, very dark place. Yeah. And my wife is one that kind of picked me up and she's like, uh, maybe we need to do something about this because that's not my religious so I found a grief counselor and it helped me 360. You know, I've, I've, I've discovered things about myself that it's just amazing. You know what I mean? When you, you start digging deep back and you find you, you can figure out who you really are. And it helped my, I, I could tell I was, if there was a time in my life, I was depressed. That's, that was the time. That was June, 2019 when she passed. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time. That, I remember. I remember. You know, I remember seeing um, a post. He'd said she'd passed. It was yeah. It's tough, man. It's it was it was brutal, but you know, you 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 learn how to deal with it, and that's that's the only time I could tell I was depressed. Mm. You know, it it wasn't not a nice place to be, and I cannot imagine people deal with that every, every day, day. Yeah, that you don't want to get. But you're out. right. There's a, there, it's good for them to know there is a way. That there is a way out that there is a way the time when you're in the darkest place where you just think life has stopped moving there is a mm-hmm. way out your job though is just to hang in long enough for the light to to right. peek in it's like training you, you only have one job is to get through the door <laughs> i'll do the rest 
You just get through the door and at some point the light will get brighter or you'll yes. get punched harder. Either way. <laughs> Something. Something's going to happen. Something's so going to happen. Might as well just try it. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that he tells me every day. He's like, I just keep swimming one day at a time. And he's older. He's, I think on his late 60s. Mm. And he keeps saying, Regis, I just keep fighting every day, one day at a time. That's it. You know, I don't think where I'm going to be in a month. Just... Oh. Try to go through the day. Can you imagine that, man? You wake up and just like, am I going to finish this day? You know, like Chester used to say, his biggest problem is between his ears. Yeah, I think it's everyone's biggest problem. Mm -hmm. Everyone's biggest problem. Yeah. So listen, we're coming towards the end. I could speak to you forever. But I'm very mindful of your time. You're going to get back to the to your family. So let me just ask you this one thing. You've covered it, actually, but I'll just ask anyway. I ask all my guests this. I ask them in the impossible question. (laughs) (laughs) And it's to when people leave the podcast, right, and they're off doing what they're doing, driving, walking, and they remember one line, right? I want you to leave us with one piece of Regis Lima advice that could put people on the road to living that life that work life that they love what they're doing and their success, whatever the definition is, and they're successful at it. How can we be you in our own way? If you see what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I feel special now. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would say just, just go for whatever you want. As long as you, at the end of the day, you sleeping, go to bed and you're just like, I, one more time I did something that I love. And it's not going to be easy, but just go for it. You know, life is short. We never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I, I try to stay late. I have to wake up early because the kids are up early. And I live life like today's my last day. I try to do that. And my wife goes bonkers because you always go to bed late. You need to go to sleep early. <laughs> I, I feel like I can't miss a minute right. of life. So yeah. I want to experience everything possible. So I say, just be passionate about something that you love. That will be my advice. Nice, man. Listen, for you guys, we're going to leave um, in the link below. We're going to leave all Regis's links to uh, the band, to his martial arts school, all that sort of stuff. And as ever, I say this to you all the time, and I don't apologize for repeating myself. You should be in my classes. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd hear me repeat stuff. <laughs> but, but joking aside, please take a moment to share this stuff around not really to inflate my ego it's already big it can't get any bigger you, you can't do any you, there's no more damage to mine you can do but share it around to someone who you know will benefit from what uh, regis and i have spoken about today we know that social media algorithms are a bit tricky they're like filters now so you do have to get a bit involved so make an effort to like share comments are good nice comments don't say anything horrid. I, I'm too tired. Don't say horrid stuff. Just be nice to me or don't say nothing at all. And then just, but seriously, share with people that you uh, think would benefit. And as always, thank you so much for your time. We are here because you are there. That's a great line. We yeah. are here because you are there. That's going to be a song. Me and Regis are going to do, <laughs> we are here because you are there song. That will be released in March. <laughs> that's the book Uh, title yeah exactly (laughs) Regis thank you so much and you guys who are listening as ever lots of love and I will see you next time on the Buddhist Millionaire podcast lots of love bye thank you brother